are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hey, how you doing, Tiny? I am doing great. How are you doing today? I'm all right. A little nervous. My first time to speak first <laughs> in the podcast world. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I've got a good story here. Angry cow gets the hump and beats up woman. What about you? I have Facebook threatening to censor satire sites claiming they're fake news. <laughs> oh, that sounds perfect. That sounds perfect. But yes, I uh, hope you've had a good week. Hope all our listeners have too as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we've... Uh, you know, really want to appreciate or say how much we appreciate all of our listeners because you don't have to do this, but you do it anyway. So yep. that's good. Um, I think we're going to kind of hit some community news first. Yeah, we're going to, he's going to switch it up. We're going to yeah. do it first this week. Right. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> we had two new yes. reviews this week. And as you know, the contest this week was to, we were going to rip off Amazon reviews. Right. So our first one was, it comes from, it's a long way from the top. And boy, I'm with you. It is. Right. And title of the review is customer who bought this item. According to Amazon, customers who bought this item also bought a 90-pack of Charmin Extra Soft Toilet Tissue. <laughs> so, thank you. It's a long way from the top. That's funny. I'm yes. hoping that right. nobody listens to this podcast and, and thinks we're going to send them any. Well, well, we do have a lot of poo stories. You know? <laughs> we do. I mean, <laughs> we could probably use some of that. It's a running theme, so... Uh, I would go extra soft anyways. I and, feel like people cheat themselves on toilet paper, you know? Yeah. Uh, I always go for the good stuff, so. <laughs> and the winner yeah. this week of the uh, Amazon reviews is comes from Jesse the Yodeling Cowgirl, and <laughs> the title of the review is The Behemoth Inflatable Beach Ball. <laughs> we took this ball to the beach, and after close to two hours to pump it up, we pushed it around for about 10 fun-filled minutes. That was when the wind picked it up and sent it hurtling down the beach at about 40 knots. It destroyed everything in its path. Children screamed in terror at the giant inflatable monster that crushed their sandcastles. <laughs> Grown men were knocked down trying to save their families. We, The faster we chased it, the faster it rolled. It was like it was mocking us. Eventually, we had to stop running because its path of injury and destruction was going to cost us a fortune in legal fees. Rumor has it that it can still be seen stalking innocent families on the Florida panhandle. We lost it in South Carolina, so there's something to be said about its durability. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's a great one. That is a great one. So, Jesse, the yodeling cowgirl, if you will send us an email with your name and mm-hmm. your address, where you want us to send your prize to, which is and where you want your gift card to, yeah, and then we'll give you a secret password that you'll put in your right. review, and we'll have your prize out. And we thank you so much for right. playing. And I, I feel like let me just address this right now since we're doing prize stuff. Um, to to our friend Jason Thigpen, who won our inaugural <laughs> yes. inaugural review contest, I'm still mailing your tape to you, man. I just hadn't done it yet. Okay, I've been listening to it, and uh, and I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to let loose of it. You know, like it, yeah. it, it's near and dear to my heart. You know, like most things, contests or things you order from TV or the radio or whatever, you know, there's four to six weeks delivery, shipping time. So yeah. I feel like I got a little bit of time in there. 
But I just want to let you know I haven't forgot about you. It is in my car, and I listened to it probably four times last week at different times. So uh, well, I thought about you the whole time, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should have gotten the gift card that yeah. I sent him out. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, that's probably really what means more to him. It probably does. Yeah. I mean, this table probably get and prop up a bookcase that's wobbly yeah. or something. Write like in that. and let us know what you spent it on. You yeah, know, that's I would, would kind of like to know, yeah. you know, what, what it was. It could have been Charmin. It, yeah. It was to Walmart, so it could have been anything. A down payment on some funeral dancers. <laughs> well, did, does Walmart carry those? I don't know. They might. I mean, I feel like you could get them from it. So they they got it. There's just someone that works at Walmart that knows how to get you some dancers. I guarantee you. Yeah. So what 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 do you want to do this week? I haven't even thought about it. Yeah, um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, how about this? This week is going to be. We'll take any reviews we can get. Yeah, and the anything. first five people to leave reviews. After the Behemoth Inflatable Beach Ball <laughs> review, we'll get a pocket knife. Okay, free pocket knife. Because my grandma, she swiped some pocket knives from uh, an old man who unfortunately passed away at the nursing home, and we would love to share them with our audience. <laughs> yeah, that's really one of the better sentences I've heard said in a long time. My grandmother yeah. swiped some pocket knives from an old dude who passed away. Yeah. Well, he didn't need them anymore. That's like a Ray Stevens song, you know, like uh, you know, the Mississippi Squirrel Revival or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need a review. Five stars, of course. Don't come here with no one-star stuff. No, we're not going to give you prizes no, to destroy us. No. And I'll say, I have, Tiny happened to drop me a uh, yeah. a dead man's pocket knife. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice little blade here. I'm going to use it at work, so... Um, just, you know, think about that. Leave us a review, like we hey, said. Hey, it's not easy opening up all them Amazon boxes with your thumbnail. That's right. Yes, it's exactly right. And uh, you guys are going to get a quality Delta Commando 2 <laughs> uh, pocket knife. It's pretty much official, just like the Special Forces use. <laughs> We've also got some mini gator knives. Oh, mini gator. <laughs> yeah. All right. Officially made in China, so okay. you know you're getting something good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. China produces quality. Uh, that's one thing they're known if it's for. Not Chinese, I may not be using it at that's my right. house. <laughs> there may be a funeral dancer carrying one of these, you know, for protection. There may be. So, uh. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to start us off? Yeah, let's start it off here, man. Um, this is from the Daily Mail. And um, the headline on this is just beautiful, Mm -hmm. by the way. It's, uh, Angry Cow Gets the Hump and Beats Up Woman. (laughs) British tourists left covered in blood after angering animal by singing Black Eyed Peas, My Humps, to it in India. Seriously? Yeah. So this is Melissa Melville. She's from the Isle of of Wight. I'm not sure. I think it's right. I know. Yeah, I know all of right. I know Jimi Hendrix had a concert there, at, like at a festival. That's, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how to say it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Melissa was walking back to her hotel in, uh, you're going to love me pronouncing this, Jaisalmer Rajantran in northern India. I'm pretty sure that's correct. That sounds right. And she noticed a huge stray cow with a sizable hump. Uh, amused by how large the creature was, she jokingly began singing the popular song, My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the cow was unamused by her rapping <laughs> and suddenly charged her with its horns. Oh, dang. Yeah. Here's a quote from Melissa. I saw this huge cow with a big hump, so I stupidly started singing the song. As I walked past <laughs> the cow, it suddenly lunged at me and headbutted me. 
<laughs> the impact of the hit was so strong that I went flying in the air before landing on the ground and injuring my knees. And it really, really messed her up. There's pictures if you yeah. click on the link in the show yes. notes, and it really did a number. Yeah. And she looks exactly like you would think any 25-year-old white girl who would be traveling through India would look. Yeah. You know, just like, I'm here to get some Instagram photos and all that. I have actually have some uh, audio of that oh, incident yeah. right here. Let's hear it. That's got to hurt. Yeah. Uh, she said uh, she never expected the cow could hurt her so badly, but I guess it was in a really bad mood. I would say a really bad mood. <laughs> and uh, there was so much blood on me. But, uh, you know, first of all, cows with a big hump usually Brahmas, some variety of a Brahma family. It could have been a bull. I don't know. You know, just because, well, it said it had horns. Well, Although, I guess, yeah, yeah, girl, cow, yeah boy girl and girls, cows have horns. They can yeah. both have horns, right. Yeah. So, uh, bulls you don't want to mess with. I feel like you may have had a little more damage. But yeah. cows, you know, they can get a little rough with you, too. So. Cows are sacred yeah, in right. India. Yes. So, so don't go disrespecting. That was awfully disrespecting. And maybe, I don't know. That's uh, disrespectful. I don't know. And we don't. We don't need to hunt the audio down of this, but you know, Fergie <laughs> from the Black Eyed Peas sang the national anthem at the NBA All Star Game this right. week. A lot of coverage of that because it was really horrible. <laughs> Too and bad so, there wasn't a cow right. in the audience that night. <laughs> right. I was say maybe the cow was just offended to be associated with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Know? So, uh, but yeah, so Melissa, she's a little beat up and uh, <laughs> and all of that just because she wanted to sing the Black Eyed Peas to a cow. So, yeah. Don't be bringing any. Uh, Fergie Ferg no. in front of these no. sacred cows in India. That's right. Yes. They're not they having should, it. They should be respected, yes. not disrespected with the black eyed peas. <laughs> okay, well, our next story. Facebook apologizes for threatening to censor Christian satire site that was flagged as fake news. I love it. I love it. This is, And this is about the Babylon yes. Bee, which I didn't actually even know it existed until you told me about it when we started doing this show. Well, let me, before you get into it, I'm just going to read a few headlines so people kind of get what right. it's about. If they're not familiar, uh, here's one. Kurt Cameron pleads for God to spare Hollywood. If you find 10 righteous, will you spare the city? <laughs> is a quote from Kurt. A uh, woman's group successfully casts out demon using barrage of essential oils. Um, worship leader asks congregation to sing this chorus one more time, 17 more times. <laughs> We've all been there. And probably my, uh, well, hold on, I like this one too. David Platt announces new book for modern suburban Christians, kind of radical. <laughs> <laughs> kind of radical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but these two are my favorite from this week. John MacArthur seeks, sneaks into charismatic congregation inside hollowed-out Trojan pulpit. <laughs> and uh, where we go? Oh, uh, Calvinist dog corrects owner. No one is a good boy. <laughs> so that's, that's so what the Babylon... It's yeah. obviously fake yeah, news. It's, obviously it's a satire, satire site. And I would suggest anyone follow it. You if. If you can handle your denomination getting made fun of, because they right. make fun of everyone's denomination, <laughs> yeah. theological positions, everything. They're equal opportunity satir- satirists. You're so, right. Yes. But anyways, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, Facebook wasn't having any of it no. last week. 
comment. Says Facebook is now saying its decision to threaten to censor a Christian satire site because it was flagged by Snopes for reporting fake news <laughs> was a mistake. The social media giant apologized, but that doesn't make the censorship any less disconcerting. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit of editorializing, but I would agree. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. The Babylon Bee set off Facebook's alarm bells by publishing a satirical piece stating that CNN had purchased, quote, an industrial-sized washing machine to spin news before publication. <laughs> <laughs> This is obviously a joke and is clearly marked satire and is published on a site that is entirely devoted to satire, but Snopes decided to fact-check the bee's claim and ensure that no one actually thought it was true. So the guys over at Snopes were like, no! Yeah, right. Fake news! <laughs> CNN did not purchase any laundry to spin their news. Right. Thank you, yes. Babylon Bee. Yes. <laughs> they don't have a big washing machine. <laughs> Yeah. Later. Hours later, Adam Ford, who runs the Babylon Bee, got a notification warning him that the post had been flagged as so-called fake news. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the point. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that if it happened again, the Bee's Facebook page would face demonetization and its post would suffer a reduced reach. Uh-huh. Not only did Facebook threaten to punish the Bee, the social network, but also warn users who clicked on the post that it was satire. So <laughs> I read this. People who were, who were like sharing right. their post, yeah. like this little message would pop up from Facebook saying, hey, just so you know, this, this has news. been, you know, yeah. this has been flagged by Snopes it's as fake debunked. news. And so anyway, Facebook has since apologized for their actions, I would assume, <laughs> realizing yeah. how ridiculous right. they look. Yes. <laughs> Towards the bee. They, they said, quote, there's a difference between fake news and satire, the social media said in a statement. It will not ha- it should not have been rated false in our system. It has since been corrected, and it won't count against the domain in any way. Wow. So, I, I, I mean, yeah. you know, Facebook, Twitter started doing it. You know, uh, I, I, Google's even manipulating their mm-hmm. results and stuff which they're all private companies and mm-hmm. you know being a free market guy myself. And I was going to say I'm kind of in two minds about it yeah. because like on the one hand, I mean nobody, you know, wants to be told what to think or whatever. Right. But you know at the same time now I think the idea that the Russians hack quote, air quotes yeah. here hacked the election right. is ridiculous because well, the voting machines we're using here in Alabama right. at least were probably built in the 70s. <laughs> yes. I don't true. care if you're Tony Stark you're not hacking those machines. <laughs> they may have a three and a half inch floppy disk. Yeah. But know, it to... is true that a whole bunch of you know intelligence people you know for Russia like you know took out tons of Facebook right. posts yes. and right. you know but ads and you I know, would think and apparently the people over at Snopes did yeah. not follow christian satire sites like <laughs> probably maybe not I so do. much right um but you know I, I feel like like you say yeah i'm kind of in two minds about it too you know these Facebook, you know what this was this was probably some grandma who heard about it in her sunday school right. class and was asking stuff is this true is this true do they really spin the news in a washing machine <laughs> <laughs> but you would think whoever's in charge of, I, you know i don't know how big of a staff they got at snopes or whatever would look like would read that and go this is clearly a joke you know right. like CNN does not have a huge washing machine <laughs> in the back room or whatever. Your news but, would get soggy. Yes. But the bee actually, that Babylon bee actually, the bee is what all of us, you know, insiders call it, uh, <laughs> right. actually responded after all this went down uh, with this article. Mark Zuckerberg finishes another long day of deciding what people should believe. <laughs> <laughs> 
And let me just read a little bit of it. It says, uh, this is a quote, uh, of course, a fake quote before, <laughs> fake before quote. we get fact-checked. <laughs> yeah, before Snopes has an article on us. Right. Uh, Zuckerberg says, we've got over 2 billion users now, so it's never been more important to show them only what we want them to see while <laughs> throttling to death of all content that we don't think they should be consuming for whatever reason, the Facebook chief said. My days are longer than ever. The tech titan worth $71 billion went on to describe the weight that comes along with being the arbiter of moral fitness and objective truth, able to make or break nearly any website on the internet by lowering the organic reach of their posts or outright banning them based upon Facebook's opinion of the views expressed <laughs> in their content. It's hard work, Zuckerberg says, dictating <laughs> which worldviews are acceptable and which are not, but someone has to do it. We just can't let people consume whatever they want. <laughs> which is like so true at yeah, heart, yeah. you know, in a way. And like I say, they're private companies, you know, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever. They have the right to to, right. to do what they will. We all voluntarily mm-hmm. use it as a free service and all that. But, it's a free uh, drug. Yeah, yeah, in a way, really, it is. <laughs> Speaking of someone who's definitely addicted, uh, but you know, it is a little weird that they would uh, take content and say, especially satire content that is to that level, and say you don't need to see this or give you some kind of warning. <laughs> Instead of assuming we're all intelligent enough to figure it out on our own, and the ones who are not intelligent enough. <laughs> will just marginalize themselves to the <laughs> outskirts of society. Yeah. I, I don't know. But uh, but anyways, I just thought it was kind of funny. It is they, hilarious they're getting flagged as fake news because yes. the B, it was, it was fake news before it, it, it was, was cool. Yeah, it was fake news before. It's been around for like two or three years. <laughs> which I still recommend anybody, as long as you're able to take them, making fun of you. Like they did a article this week it was like uh creflo dollar has solemnly asked for donations for a space <laughs> shuttle or something like that yeah, and yeah. i mean it's i love it uh, I, i'd crack up all day long and i wish <laughs> that i was doing it you know <laughs> right. like I, I don't know can i just send them a, an email and like let me just help you guys out because i can make fun of other <laughs> denominations along with everybody <laughs> i'm good at it you know really one of the few talents i have you know, I don't know if that's a spiritual gift, but <laughs> probably not. It, it is a gift that I have. So <laughs> it's a dark gift. <laughs> I mean, so we're causing division amongst the unity, <laughs> uh, which our Sunday school lesson was on today. But that's a whole other story. So, <laughs> but anyways, let's move on. Um, we do have another kind of rushed episode. I know we've got to start. Yeah. We got to start doing these on Saturday. I know. I, know. I, I was thinking about that on the way down here. Saturday may be a better day. It what might if we be. Just lock ourselves in here for four or five hours and cut six or seven <laughs> episodes in a day. Heck yeah! Um, Kenyan doctors perform brain surgery on the wrong patient. Oh my gosh! Are you serious? Yeah, totally serious. I mean, you know, they say we got problems with our healthcare system here in America. <laughs> Good job, guys. Yes. Uh, one patient needed surgery for a blood clot on the brain and the other needed only non-invasive treatment for swelling and the uh, horrifying mix-up of identification tags caused the uh, wrong man to be operated on and the doctors did not realize their mistake until hours into the surgery man yeah so initially i just have some questions here if if the guy who was supposed to get the brain surgery for the blood clot if they operated on the other guy wouldn't you look in there and go, hey, you know, there's not a blood clot. If I'm not mistaken, when I read that article, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. They opened the dude's head up, and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> there's no blood clot here. 
But uh, do we have the right guy? Yeah, right. I know. I sort of think so. Which you know they they say even here, if you're going to get like your leg operated on, you need to ride on your leg. Like, hey, this is this operate on this <laughs> yeah. leg, not the other one. Yeah. So, and I've only had a few minor. I, I didn't consider them minor because they were both. Yeah, um, uh, they're. I don't want to get into the nature of my surgeries, but okay. <laughs> they were both in a very sensitive area in my, I got you. on my body. And so they weren't minor to me, but they really were minor surgeries. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm saying I didn't write on anything with a Sharpie <laughs> marker. No. So right. Maybe that's why one of them didn't work and we now have Libby gracing our life. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That may be it. I should have done it. The Lord works in mysterious ways, sure John. Does. You better believe it. You better believe it. If you think you're in charge, he will let you know real quick if you're not. Uh, since the management has suspended the admission rights of the neurosurgeon, neurosurgery registrar and issued him with a show calls letter for apparently operating on the wrong patient. <laughs> a show calls letter requires a staff member to account for his or her actions. Um, <laughs> so the I hope for the rest of his life, if someone's like, hey, could you give this to so-and-so, they need to just stop and be like, no, wait, that guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, never let him have a, a day's rest. <laughs> like right before they start any surgery, like, hey, Bob, was this the right guy now? I need you to take this to Bob. Yeah. No. Bob, the <laughs> yeah. one I'm pointing to. <laughs> uh, but apparently in Kenya, they're like overwhelmed and their like whole hospital system is, you know, filled up mm-hmm. and says a uh, doctor could be doing 10 to 19 operations in a day, which seems crazy, you Man. know? Um, so, you know, the, I guess it's kind of a kind of not surprising that a mix-up can happen but human error people make mistakes and just don't want to get your brain opened <laughs> up for a mistake <laughs> on somebody uh it says social media users were scathing about the apparent error it says how do you do here's one person carol Raddle, which doesn't sound like a traditional kenyan name to me right uh oh carol i don't know how many carols <laughs> they have in kenya it says how do you conduct brain surgery on the wrong patient uh, Kenyan National Hospital has outdone themselves. Horrifying. Which to me, if you give people an opportunity to complain on social media, they're going they to do will. it. Yeah. So some people called it for the entire uh, board of directors to uh, to resign over this. And apparently they've had other controversies as well. Uh, new mothers being assaulted in the hospital. Uh, a, a woman was able to kidnap a newborn baby there in February. And, mm. uh, but they they found the baby and returned it back. But anyways, this is apparently the Wild Wild West in Kenyan <laughs> right. Hospital. So I don't know. Um, I think the doctor responded, "Well, do your own brain surgery, then. <laughs> right?" Yes, <laughs> and not to like spark some kind of political debate in uh, our Facebook group. But I feel like you know, there's plenty of Obama's a Kenyan and Obamacare jokes to be made. <laughs> we just don't have the time. We're taking the high road. Yeah, I don't have the time to do them right now. So. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, so if you go to Kenya to get surgery, if you happen to be in don't. Kenya, yeah, <laughs> just get them to mail you back here or whatever. UPS, you know, overnight. Mail them back here. Yes, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to catch a flight. Just ship me back. Oh, well, I've been looking forward to this next story. Oh, yeah. Suspect flees scene by riding an ice block down the Brunswick River. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> you know, I like to think, well... We'll get into this. Hold on. 
RCMP, now that's the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, right. say... Those um, are red hot chili peppers. <laughs> right. Say a Mockton man who floated down the Petticodiac River on an ice block was actually fleeing the scene of an alleged crime. <laughs> His getaway was a block of ice <laughs> in the river. Straight up polar bear. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The unusual and dangerous, air quotes here, getaway <laughs> prompted an extensive rescue operation. At about 6 a.m. on Thursday, Kodiak RCMP responded to an assault complaint at a home on Salisbury Road in Mockton. When officers arrived, the suspect had fled the scene. At this point, a man was spotted on a large piece of ice floating in the river. So I feel like this is almost like... Hey, uh, there he goes yeah. right there. There's <laughs> right. the hoser who <laughs> assaulted me floating down the river. <laughs> That's a pretty good Canadian accent. Well, I'm, I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm not a comedian. <laughs> About 30 firefighters from Mockton, Riverview, and DePay all responded to a call on Thursday morning. They attempted to throw the man a rope, toss him a personal flotation device, and they even tried to launch a boat during the low tide. Throughout their attempts, the man refused their help because he's trying to get away. Yeah, right. He's like, no, I'm good, guys. He doesn't want to get rescued. He wants to escape. No, I'm I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Officials (laughs) then called in the Coast Guard and a military search and rescue team. Okay, get this. This is the best part of the story. The man eventually made his way off of the ice block by himself and walked across a marsh to Riverview where he was then intercepted by the RCMP. Man. So he's very lucky to be with us, said uh, DePay's District Fire Chief Mark Comier shortly after the rescue on Thursday. He stepped off the ice block on his own, and he walked towards dry land, and then he was spotted by firefighters, and that was when he was rescued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rescued. (laughs) So Mike Delahunt, 34, has been charged with two counts of assault, one count of uttering threats, one count of damage to property, and two counts of breaching probation. Uh, so yeah, that's what it was. He didn't want to go back in. So yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't rescued. He was, or he wasn't arrested. He was rescued. Yeah, he was rescued. <laughs> you know, he probably was like, he got on an ice box. He's like, I got it made. You know, I'm out of here. And then they'll like, never expect this. Yeah, right. And then the fire people are trying to rescue it, and he's like, oh man, you know. And then like the coast guard shows up, and he's like, yeah. I, I got no shot now. You know, they got helicopters and stuff after me now, and they're just thinking they're helping me. In my imagination, I like to picture it was kind of like that scene in Line the Witch in the Wardrobe <laughs> when the wolves are closing in on him. Yes. And he takes out that big old sword and sticks it in that's the right. frozen river and yes. the ice chunk, like, you know. Yeah, that's probably exactly away. like it was. That's, that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> I mean, but yes. Yeah, I don't know. You got to appreciate his uh, desire to be free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's a pretty Canadian story. You know, we don't really have, is. That we, they don't have of, like high speed car chases like we do here. It's like an ice block floating down a river. <laughs> See you, hosers, later. <laughs> don't you know? A. <laughs> that's the only thing I know. I've been to Canada twice, but I don't know much about it. So. As he was floating away, he was like, sorry. <laughs> All right, next up we uh, have here from the Orlando Sentinel, something that any cat owner already knows. Now, I'm a cat owner, all right? right. I got a dog, too. We got we got a dog and a cat. Uh, we have a bobtail cat, so mm-hmm. she's kind of wild. Um, but it says, study says cats would kill you if they were bigger. <laughs> yeah, I, that's not really news. No, I, I think everybody, everybody knew, knew that. that. Right. 
Um, and that's really one of the things I love about cats is that they can't turn off like their predatorial nature. You know, like if you dangle a little string in front of them, they're going to attack it. <laughs> right. But my cat and I, and I have scars on my arm from yesterday morning. Uh, I see that. Where we fought because <laughs> I think it's healthy to fight with your cat, you know. <laughs> Let them know who's in charge. Well, I think they enjoy it. Like, yeah, it doesn't run away from me. It's like, you know, let's get it on or whatever. And I'm not going to back down from a house cat right. because that's how they end up killing you. So you got to let them know there's no fear. Right. But anyways, if you ever suspected that your cat might be plotting to kill you, you might be on to something, 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 something. <laughs> uh, a new study from researchers at the University of Edinburgh shows that many shows many parallels between domestic cats and their larger feline brethren, including aggression and neurotic behavior. The study rated domestic cats as expressing high levels of dominance, impulsiveness, and neuroticism, characteristics they share with larger felines like the clouded leopard, African lions, snow leopards, and Scottish wildcats. House cats also have a high level of anxiety, insecurity, tension, suspicion and fear of people so they just need like a little kitty xanax really <laughs> i know i'm wondering did they did they learn all this from like the cat psychiatrist <laughs> you know yes uh it says maybe these are instinct instinctive trait instinctive traits or maybe it's because people like to dress up cats in ridiculous outfits <laughs> which i i can't imagine trying to dress a cat up at all that mm-hmm. would, i mean i would my cats would kill me but maybe that's because i fight with them i don't know maybe but they have fun doing it. Like, you know, they don't, they enjoy it. My old cat, uh, Julius the Wonder Cat, rest in peace, rest his soul. Uh, probably the greatest cat that ever lived. He loved to fight. I mean, that cat loved it more <laughs> than anything. And I have like extensive videos of me and him wrestling in the floor where he's clawing me and everything else. Um, but, anyways, it says uh, either way, the results of the study will not completely shock. While not completely a shock or unnerving, especially a conclusion that domestic cats have a desire to kill humans and would likely do so if they were bigger and stronger. Well, yeah, that's because when you're asleep, that cat's over there watching you just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing, the one cat mystery that hasn't been figured out that I want to know is why they like run around the house at two or three in the morning like something's chasing them or whatever they just go nuts and just like well run around in the middle of the well night. they're chasing ghosts yeah isn't and that's, that the, that's, isn't that's that what I've always thought it was the ghost people say yes that's what I've always thought it was but I, let me just editorialize here for a second okay um I'm anti-dressing animals up in human clothes <laughs> all right and I'm not trying to damage any relationships I have out there with these people who pet dress their pets or whatever but I really think that's one of the strangest things in the world <laughs> that people are like, okay, I got a dog, let me put a sweater on it. Or I got a cat, let me put a little tutu on it. I, it, it bothers me for some reason. And that's probably wrong on me. But to me, all right, cats, dogs, pets in general, whatever you have, they have the freedom of being naked, you know? Like, <laughs> right. We don't have that freedom. I mean, I can well, be. Well, because we ate from the tree. <laughs> exactly. Right. We, <laughs> so we don't do that no more. We, we can't do that anymore. Satan tricked us. That's exactly right. <laughs> and so it took away, like, really what I think probably one of the greatest things ever <laughs> is that we could all just be naked at all times, you know? And to take something, I mean, being naked is, like, liberating. If you walk around your house naked or whatever, which you can't really do that when you got kids anymore. You, there's a lot of things you can't do like you used to do before you had kids, which right. is probably how you ended up with kids anyways. But can't walk around the house naked anymore. 
Um, but I mean, it's liberating, it's comfortable, you know, and here we are taking a cat or dog who has that and going, let me put you in my favorite football jersey, you know, team's football <laughs> jersey or something. And it bothers me. I'm just, I just want to get that off my chest. So, well, since you were talking about being naked, I'm yeah. going to skip a story and go straight to this one. <laughs> okay. Here and we I've go. been looking forward to this one. <laughs> naked man on ATV leads police on a wrong way chase down the highway in Kansas City. <laughs> and if you go click on the show links and like see the pictures, oh, yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> A naked man on a yellow ATV led police on a wild chase through the Northland for more than an hour on Sunday afternoon. The chase began at 2.20 p.m. when police investigated a report of a, quote, suspicious party, dot, 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 a naked male. There you go. (laughs) On an all-terrain vehicle near 1800 Northeast Sam Ray Road in Kansas City North, the man was suspected of being under the influence of drugs, which, (laughs) I mean... I get that, but I feel like the only reason they're saying that is because, you know, is because he was naked on an ATV Probably, running from yeah, cops. I feel like, cops. But, but how do they really know? I mean, he could have been, you know, trying to tie up the police officer so, <laughs> the, I just got that, uh, so the convoy of 18 wheelers can make to make it to their destination there you on go. time. Smokey and the bandit. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. There you go. <laughs> The man eluded officers for a while in a field by Northeast Shoal Creek Parkway, Missouri, 152. He eventually found a break in a fence and led police south on Northeast Shoal Creek toward the Kansas City Regional Police Academy. So they're like closing in on him in a field, and he's like, oh, there's a a break in the fence, and he takes off. He's going. The man then circled back and got onto Interstate 435, where he led police south, heading the wrong way in the northbound lanes. The man drove the ATV along the shoulder and in the median, and at times into oncoming traffic. Wow. At Missouri 210, the man was still in the northbound lanes, but circled back, heading the correct direction on the ramp to westbound Missouri 210. He exited at northeast Birmingham Road, where he was captured at about 4... 3.45 p.m. at the Center Corps, Riverport Campus, formerly the site of Sam Towns Casino. An ambulance was dispatched to the location. Jess Fischel of Independence was in a car traveling south on Interstate 435 near the Worlds of Fun Amusement Park when he saw a swarm of police coming up behind him also heading south. Then he saw the rider on the ATV coming up the other side of the highway median going south into the northbound lanes. Some cars really had to swerve to get out of his way, said Fischl, who shot the video from his phone as the chase went by toward Missouri 210. He shared the video with a star. The Clay County Sheriff's Office posted a message on Twitter saying that the man is now in custody. So... So I think that's what was going on. I don't think he was on drugs. I think he was... He was just a distraction. He was a distraction. They're trying to get a load of beer. So the convoy can can get to their destination on time. Trying to get a load of beer from, where was it, Texas to Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If if Smokey and the Bandit is ever remade, I think that's the story, the plot line they need to take. Well, first of all, I'm anti-remaking Smokey and the Bandit. That movie (laughs) is perfect as it is. That's true. That movie is... So funny. So many quotable <laughs> lines in it, you know. Jackie Gleason's amazing in it. It's a great movie. I love it. But to say, if you're not on drugs and you're riding a four-wheeler naked, you yeah. know, 
um, the potential for you to get uh, road rash or whatever, like if you fall <laughs> off of that thing or whatever. You, you better know, not. Yeah, you better hold on tight. <laughs> I mean, you better grip. Uh, you better... I'm not going to say that out loud, but you better just, let me just say, you better use every part of your body to hold on tight with, okay? Because oh, if you come off of that, that's going to hurt bad. I just love the the picture of him like riding around in a field and police cars trying to get him and he, he finds a break in the fence and he gets Gone. away again. <laughs> that's pretty wild though, you know? That's a great story. It is a great story. In a way, I, I, you know, maybe it's wrong with me, but I root for, if like if I'd have watched that on TV, I'd have been rooting for him so much to get away. I would have been in the floor rolling oh, yeah. around. Yeah, right. The first thing I would have called you, hey, Tiny, turn on channel 13, buddy. We got a naked guy on an ATV. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like around here, you just get shot by the police. It's like, Probably. Yeah, I ain't got time to do this right now. We got a meth lab to bust. Even though the dude's obviously unarmed. <laughs> right? Just shoot him anyways. Yeah. And in a way, that's kind of what you get. You know? You're going to be tied to the police force and danger people's lives on the roadway and stuff going the wrong way. Just go ahead and take you out. But, you know, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I like your theory that he was a distraction for something <laughs> larger going yeah. on. Well done, sir. Yeah, well done. Well done. <laughs> we have another person trying to elude police here. Uh, this is a really short story. It's a one-pager. As we this like. was actually an old story, yeah. but yeah, I, couldn't, from, I couldn't accept the fact that we didn't get to it last week. That's it, right. That's right. Uh, this comes from Emirates 24-7. Um, woman tries hiding from police by placing washing basket on her head. Now, <laughs> apparently washing basket is British for laundry basket. Right. Um, a woman was caught by police after she tried to hide from them by placing a laundry basket on her head. Um, <laughs> the Derbyshire police turned up at the woman's home after she failed to attend court and told the officers that she will hand herself in on Monday, the Metro reports. However, in order to try to fool try and fool the officers the woman placed a white basket on her head but her torso and legs were still poking out underneath (laughs) the police took a picture of the female in in her disguise and posted it to twitter (laughs) her disguise captioning the snap female located and arrested for failing to appear at court It's this a, reminds me of the meme that you see on Facebook where, you know, it's like the moment you realize your kid's not going to need that college yeah, tuition right, and the yes. kid's trying to hide behind the shower curtain yes, is clear. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, the picture, she's just standing straight up. Like, she didn't try to squat down or, or anything. Yeah. She's got her laundry basket on her head. Uh, <laughs> Did she think they would? they thought that maybe... She, they were going to think she's a mannequin or something. <laughs> <Maybe> so, <laughs> and someone right. just hung a laundry basket on it for right. some reason. They come in and they all see her and they're like, oh, where is Mary at? <laughs> yeah, I thought she would be here for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like when, you're, when your kid, when your toddler right. is trying like, to hide from you, you're like, yes. where did they go? <laughs> I, I, I could have swore she was in here. Where'd she go? Yeah. You play hide and seek with your kids and they just like lay down <laughs> in the middle of the floor. You're like, I don't see Thomas anywhere. <laughs> I remember Eli, my son. <laughs> He would hide, like, he would pull the covers up over his head, mm-hmm. and he'd want you to think that it was just, you know, a wad of covers on the yeah. bed or whatever, but he would get so excited that he would just be shaking. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, beautiful. Yeah. Kind yeah. of the same thing same going thing on here. here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is a, a police officer said, it's all well and good saying, I'll hand myself in on Monday, but you should have turned up last week when we told you to. 
Uh, she even tried to tried to hide when we saw her, but she was she was far from good at hide and seek. Hashtag <laughs> off to court. Uh, that was their tweet. So I wonder if they took the picture and actually tweeted that before they even did anything because they were acting like they didn't see her or <laughs> right. whatever. They're like, hang on, Joe, let me put this on Twitter first before you put the thoughts on her. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, that's kind of bold. She, as a Southerner, all I can say is bless her heart. Yeah, right. I just want to say she's definitely not right in the head. You know, <laughs> there's got to be something wrong there. So. Oh mercy. Oh, well, well, let me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get get to this one. Okay. That's a new story. Shop promoting flat Earth campaign pops up in the Highlands. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I picked this one out especially for our buddy Gabe, our good friend Gabe. <laughs> yeah. Who whom I love. I love Gabe. He's a great guy. I love him. Our, he is a he is an awesome person. Look, our family and his family are tied together. We have an alliance, <laughs> you know. And and I will forever be on his side. For the rest of his life and my life. Now, we disagree on this issue. <laughs> on what shape the earth is. Yes, on what shape the earth is. But it really doesn't matter because whatever shape it is, we're, we're stuck here until we're dead anyway. <laughs> That's true. So, um, Unless least, Elon Musk gets us to Mars. It's a good point. It's a good <laughs> point. I'm still waiting on your call, Elon. <laughs> anyway, a bizarre shop campaigning for the theory of the earth being flat has popped up in the Highlands. Uh, quotes, the flat earth has recently sprung up in Inverness and has a list of 50 questions attempting to debunk the widely recognized facts about our planet sitting in the window. The strange store calls into question the earth's curvature, its orbital movement, and evidence of gravity. Okay. At the top of the list, it claims you have been lied to. Of course. We do not live on a spherical rock hurtling through a vacuum. The door shutters are down, but inside the premises there are sofas, a television, a bookcase, and a chessboard, as well as a kitchen. So it's not like a store. It's just like a it's gathering place. It's almost like a coffee shop for people to discuss yeah. the shape of the earth minus the coffee. A clubhouse. Yeah, it's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. a flat earth clubhouse. Right, yeah. It's like the little clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Inverness West Councilor Alex Graham said that anything to boost occupancy of the several empty shops on Greg Street in Inverness should be welcomed. Yeah. If you're a landlord, yeah, just yeah. get some rent. You know, I don't care what you put in there, <laughs> right. as long as it meets code and all that. Yeah, he said, I am not aware of this development myself. Personally, I do believe the earth is round, but people are very much entitled to have a different view as long as the debate is peaceful. Totally and what I agree with. I couldn't agree yeah. more. Unfortunately, Greg Street has had several empty stops recently, and anything that helps boost occupancy is to be welcomed. So they just got them. Well, here's one thing I've noticed, and mm-hmm. this is no offense to Gabe about our flat earth friends is yes. that uh they like to tell you about the flat earth and yeah they like to do it often they're like crossfit people on steroids like if you get a crossfit calvinist who believes in the flat earth <laughs> they will never be quiet for the rest, ever <laughs> i mean they're just gonna talk 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 about everything so they like to so maybe they like to get together and talk about how the rest of us are sheep for believing the earth is round and that's fine i have heard of well i'm not even going to say it on the podcast (laughs) because i don't want to offend people but they have some uh they have some very derogatory names for people who believe the earth is round they do again i believe it's cube shaped i believe the earth is a cube so it's really an, it's really an oblique spheroid you know if we want to get technical it's an oblique spheroid um but you know uh, more power to those people if that's what you believe that's fine i don't think it's a central issue to 
faith or anything like that. Uh, some people do, but I, I'm just not of that opinion. I think we can all agree on what's really important, and you know that's the. Yeah, I may think it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah. you know what? I, the Earth, the the planet, the yeah. population would not be as interesting and right. as fun without those people. I agree. I agree. So I'm glad we have them. Well, you know, and there's a whole big movement by uh, people who consider themselves intellectuals. You know, which usually I feel like if you consider yourself an intellectual, you rule yourself out of being an intellectual just <laughs> right. by default. Um, that you like to look down their nose on anyone who differs in mm-hmm. opinion from them and I, I'm not one of those guys like you can believe whatever you want and we may be on opposite sides of the issue but I'm glad at least you got a side to be on in the issue you know <laughs> right at least you were thinking about something you know uh-huh. uh, I'm not one of those that are like oh these flat earth people are so dumb and we should just you know whatever yeah. ostracize them uh, I'm just not like that or, or you well know. the minute you start throwing insults I feel like that kind of devalues yeah. your oh, yeah. position yes. you know yeah, if you have to insult someone, then yeah, you're you're struggling because you debate someone with facts. And exactly. Anytime you debate or argue with somebody, because that's really what it usually is. It's usually yeah, an argument. Right. You know, nobody ever wins a debate. Nobody right. ever ever wins an argument. Yeah. So when you engage with somebody in a discussion. Your goal should not be to change their mind because you're never going to get that person to say, you know what, I was wrong yeah, right. and you're right. Unless it's your I wife. Was... <laughs> you know, I mean, like, unless it's your wife debating with you, and then you immediately say that. Then you should say that. Yeah, right. I mean, but the just... point is, when you argue with someone, you're not going to get them to back down. So no. instead, I had somebody who, I, well, at least I thought they were pretty smart, once told me, when you argue or debate somebody, your goal should be to help them understand your point of view. Right. And at the end of the discussion, if they just see your side, even if they still think you're an idiot or call you a globe dart or whatever else. <laughs> right. As long as they can see your point, then that's you can chalk that one up as yeah, a win. I that's agree. my opinion. No, I agree with that too. You really just want to expose them to your side <laughs> yes. of the facts. Uh, right. You know, listen to their side of the facts and, you know, make an intelligent decision mm-hmm. on, on what you believe. Uh, you know, if, that's that's my and that thing. goes for everything. That goes for politics. Yes. That goes for whatever else. You right. Know? And that's my thing. Having heard um, a lot of flat Earth evidence is that the stuff that I've been presented with, I'm like, huh. Let me go look into that. And <laughs> yeah. then I'm like, well, you know, um, this on the surface appears to be right. They have some mathematical formulas here, but let me look down and like see. Oh, okay, well, this isn't really right. Their math isn't exactly mm-hmm. correct. You know, they're. They're taking some, you know, formulas for granted to get to this thing, and, and so I mean, but of course, you're just saying that because you're part right. of the new well, world Illuminati. Yeah. He's trying Illuminati, to fool everybody. The Freemasons have gotten to me, <laughs> and I'm trying to fool everybody. But if you're listening to this, not just our friend Gabe, like I said, who I love, and I would lay down my life for Gabe. I love <laughs> Gabe Rogers. I love his brother. I love his mom and dad. I love his kids. I love everything about him. You know. I'd like to see his brother come to church a little more often. I'd say that. Yeah, come on, Drew. Yeah, that's right. Get on in here, buddy. And we need you, you know? But uh, but other than that, uh, I'll say it once again. I'd like to see you come to church a little bit more. You may listen to this while you're at work tomorrow. (laughs) Just come on in. We meet every Sunday and Wednesdays. I mean, we got three services a week. You can come on in. Uh, But I love them. And Gabe probably doesn't fit into the category of what I would think most people consider. Um, flat earthers to be because Gabe's a smart dude. He's very intelligent. He, right. And he's studied it and he believes what he believes and that's great, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't affect my opinion of him in any way. And anyone who's listened to this, it shouldn't affect their opinion of him that knows him because 
he's an awesome dude and <laughs> i mean he is he's he's about as tough as you can get as far as a man goes and he uh he just believes things a little differently than I. That's <laughs> a lot differently. Yeah, a lot differently. But that doesn't cool. mean we don't love him. No, he's still no. a good guy. I mean, I would, like I said, I would lay down my life for him. Yeah. You know? When when the zombie apocalypse happens, <laughs> the Long and Rogers clans are joining together to <laughs> save the Earth. All right, and right. we're gonna do that. We got kids. We can help. You know, our species keep going. We got it. You know, everyone else, y'all just and they're gonna sit get back. up on Mount Swanee and. Because the earth is flat, they'll be able to hit anybody. (laughs) Well, we're going to base ourselves. I don't want to give my plan away. I don't want to give my plan away. That's probably smart. Might want to play that kind of close to the best. Because some of y'all other people come try to attack us, and I don't want to kill y'all. I don't want to kill anybody. I'm not a killer. I'm a lover. I don't like killing at all, so I don't want to kill anybody. Although, if I was the uh, maintenance man here at this apartment complex, I might kill this young boy from our next story. <laughs> um, boy trapped in elevator after urinating on control panel. <laughs> Play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yes, and a boy became stuck in a malfunctioning elevator after he urinated all over the buttons. The unnamed boy was captured on closed-circuit TV aiming a stream of urine at the control panel, moving it up and down so it was fully doused. He then zips up his trousers and gets ready to leave, but things go wrong as the doors open slightly, then shut and stay closed. <laughs> so it's almost like the elevator is like, uh, 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 denied. This is what you pee on me, this is what you get. <laughs> he, can then, he can then be seen in a panic, jabbing at the damp buttons as the lift remains <laughs> motionless. So after he peed on the buttons, now he's like pushing them, trying to get out because yes. he's stuck there. The footage from Chongqing in southwest china has gone viral in asia as people share the video mostly without much sympathy for the boy's plight (laughs) Um, he denied doing anything to cause the lift to break but the reason quickly became obvious to his rescuers after they reviewed the cctv Um, they believe you know naturally that his pee entered the control panel (laughs) square beneath the buttons causing it to short circuit and cut out entirely and his parents, who live in the building with him, reportedly refused to accept this was possible. So parents everywhere are like, my little baby angel can't do anything wrong. It's he would just, never pee on elevator buttons. But they were quoted as saying, he can't pee that high. <laughs> <laughs> to which to which the maintenance staff said, uh, ma'am, yeah, hey, he's, ma'am. what, 11? I don't know. He's yeah, 11, I, yes. He can, he can hit the ceiling. Here's the thing. I think as a boy, <laughs> you learn pretty early on that you can arc it pretty high. That's you know, true. I mean, if... It's, it's just simple physics, really. Now, you can pee over a fence if you try hard enough. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what compelled the – you know, I don't know if he's just being mischievous or he's like, I got to take a leak, or I, I hate the guy who lives upstairs for me, so I'm peeing all over these Well, buttons. I went and watched the, the footage, okay, and he, yeah. like, specifically is peeing on the buttons. Yeah. Like, he's not in a corner. Yeah. He's like – he waits for the doors to close, and, and then, then he's he goes like, to oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get people because they're going to have to come in here. Right, and, and touch my pee and, buttons. And touch my pee buttons, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's lucky he didn't get an electric uh, that's shock. What, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know. So I have actually uh, been shocked by an electric fence on several different occasions in my life. Right. None by peeing on it. But well, that's I've, good. I've always heard that can happen. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you get shocked by an electric fence, it hurts, man. I heard a, a story from a guy at the plant who was hunt, out hunting, and he wasn't, I guess he just was <laughs> unaware where the fence actually was. He yeah. says that he thought he got out of you know sight of the house where he was at, and 
said he whizzed on one Ooh. and said it put him on his back. I bet. I bet. I mean, those <laughs> things hurt. Here's the funny thing. If you're ever around an electric fence, like you and I are standing by an electric fence, if I grab you first and then grab the electric fence, it'll shock you. It won't shock me. You right. Because it goes through me. Right. It's a fun prank to pull on people <laughs> if you're ever around. So what, you grab somebody and yeah, then, and then you, you grab the fence. fence. Yeah, because you're going to... touch the fence first. Yeah, if you touch the fence first, it's shocking you. Touch which your I made, first. made that mistake before. Yeah. <laughs> so... We used to have a cow pasture behind the cotton gin, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we would put calves back there that we would get, and uh, they would eat some of the gin trash and stuff. The cotton seeds are a big cattle feed for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they would eat gin trash, and it, was just like, and it had an electric fence around it too, and that was a big prank we would pull because I'd have to go feed them all the time. And uh, so you get back there with one of the other farm hands, and you're like, okay, well, let me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to undo the gate, you know. So you undo <laughs> the gate, it stops it. Well, yeah. While you're acting like you're doing that, you just grab them and then grab a hold of the fence and just shock the mess out of them. <laughs> it will pop them pretty good. And then they'll get you back. I mean, it's a lot right. of fun. I guess, as a young kid. I did a lot of crazy stuff on the farm. <laughs> also, I doubt my cousin Will is listening because he's like a state trooper and a musician. Right. And like super cool guy. But we once doused each other with chemicals, like arsenic laden. Is before they took arsenic out of all the you know stuff. We like that sounds it, like a blast. Look, it turned my skin red. Oh you know, dang! If both of us, and we were really dumb, but uh, <laughs> uh, but we still talk about how like it's a wonder we haven't been eating up with cancer. Or maybe I am. It's maybe like it's, it's all inside maybe it's still of me. coming. Yeah, I know. Or maybe like maybe something like invincible to it in a way. I don't <laughs> Did know. Did you get any superpowers from it? Yeah, no, not really. Other than <laughs> just making dumb decisions. That's my main superpower. But. Well I will say that uh you know where I work we X ray tires. Okay. And uh we were X raying these tires, you know, to make sure all the the steel belts were going the right direction and yeah. everything and uh, the little machine was opened up and I saw this spider crawling in there and my first thought was I gotta get this thing to bite me so that I can get <laughs> yeah. Spider Man powers, you know. <laughs> uh, that's good. But that's he wouldn't good. bite me. So yeah. But uh so I'm saying if you're around electric fence, there's a lot of fun that can be had. But if you get pot by one, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. It'll stop a cow, it'll stop you. I'll just say that. I burned a line in my back one time trying to crawl <laughs> under one, too. But that was when I was way younger. Ouch. Yes. Well, anyway, uh, our next headline, and we got another we got another story about a streaker. All right. British streaker wearing monkey pouch is the real <laughs> hero of the Olympics. Okay. Have you, did you watch any of the Olympics? Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Libby was all into it because her teacher made her be all into it. They would talk You're about right. it every day. So, Well, we didn't watch the closing ceremonies, but <laughs> apparently this dude... Uh, oh, it's part of it, but I didn't watch... I just watched the part that looks like an acid trip. You know, <laughs> Maybe that weird. part didn't make it on... Yeah. They probably cut this out of the TV so. version. Dude looks cool, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, quick shout out to uh, Kevin Nelson. He's uh-huh. a guy I work with. He, he turned me on to this. Okay. Uh, to achieve glory at the Olympics can take years of dedication, athletic ability, and training. Or for this guy, stripping down to a tutu and performing a ballet routine at the Winter Olympics. Okay. He triumphantly peeled off his tracksuit to reveal his true form underneath and perform an impromptu ballet routine. He then sadly slams gracelessly into the floor, but this minor <laughs> setback does not put the hero of our story off of his routine. Just like a professional, he picks himself up, and he uh, goes right back to where he left off. Um, and if you go look in the show notes, this guy is hilarious. Yeah. He's got 
you know, it's a dude in his early 50s. He's got peace and love painted across his chest. He's not wearing anything but uh, a monkey tutu. Yeah. The <laughs> monkey got, part is, <laughs> the monkey's covering up his important part. Yeah. <laughs> he's out there on the ice in front of everybody trying to do ballet. <laughs> <laughs> Still got his wristwatch on, so need to know what time it is. <laughs> right. And also, um, it says here that this is not Mark's first taste of a major international sporting event. Okay. Uh, this guy is a serial streaker, All right. I guess you'd say. Uh, in fact, the liver pullion has been a firm fixture at major events. Uh, he has the Wimbledon, All the right. Champions League final, and the World Snooker Championships wow. are all part of some of his naked conquests. I mean, snooker. <laughs> That's a small venue, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's a billiard game, right? I think so. It is. I know. I'm just asking that to be facetious. <laughs> it is a billiard game. Says he famously he's famously streaked across the screen of this morning in 1995 during Fred Talbot's weather report, <laughs> and uh, he also streaked across the set of some other TV show. All right, now I'm beginning to think he's a weirdo. <laughs> the, the legendary streaker even had his own documentary on Channel 4 called Streak! Exclamation <laughs> point, the man who can't keep his clothes on, <laughs> in which he... In that in this documentary, he announced that uh, he was going to retire okay. from his naked escapades, but it's I guess he's back. Yeah, <laughs> he has seemingly come out of retirement and graced us with his latest nude stunt, despite saying in 2013 that his three children had begged him to stop. <laughs> Man, <laughs> so I feel like sorry Dad. for them. Yeah, Dad, you're embarrassing us. He said, <laughs> All the kids at school are talking. He said in 2013. There are no major venues or events that I haven't done. I'm nearly 49 now, and my children have begged me to stop. Mm. It's time. I'm not ready for my slippers just yet, but gravity is against me. (laughs) So, in 2013, he said, okay, my kids have begged me to quit streaking all the time. I'm going to quit doing it. But he's but still at it. <laughs> the Olympics, he just couldn't resist. It's he, a drug you can't quit. He come out of retirement. Once you put on that <laughs> monkey tutu, it's just hard to turn back. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. Just uh, this is pure conjecture on my part, but I would think like Korea would South Korea would have some pretty strict streaking laws. It seems like a pretty orderly society yeah. over there. It's not like here in Britain where you can you can streak and just get like a misdemeanor, you know, right. public you know whatever public duty charge or whatever trespassing or however they charge be glad you. they're not in north korea yeah <laughs> then, i don't think we'd ever see yeah. mr no. mark uh-uh. he'd be working and his on. monkey tutu anymore yeah he'd be breaking rocks in the prison for the rest of his life in that tutu <laughs> you know now, they don't play around up there uh. at all oh kim <laughs> kim jong dutton okay uh last story of the day um <laughs> Holy ship, that's with a P. <laughs> Ferry McFerry McFerry face crashes into wharf with more than sixty people on board. <laughs> so Sydney's most notorious ferry, which is named Ferry McFerry face, has continued its bad run after crashing into Balmain East Wharf. Um, the ferry has been at the center of controversy for months because of its name, uh, but it's now being expected for damages at the shipyard. Um, none of the 60 people, passengers, or crew were injured, um, but the ship suffered minor damages when it collided with the wharf. So, this ferry was given its contentious name after the transport minister, Andrew Constance, announced that it had won the $100,000 public vote. 
but it was later revealed that he had picked the name out himself. <laughs> so it was one of the choices, but it only received like 100 votes. Or yeah, something. I was going to say, I'm actually somewhat familiar with this story because yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched like the YouTube videos, you know, like the yeah. the, the anonymous folks on yeah. 4chan. Yes. You know, they're notorious for online pranks oh, yeah, where oh, there's yeah. like a poll to oh, pick some will, kind of name yeah. for something and then they'll all go... Swamp Do the it. worst thing. Yeah. Yes. And when American Idol came out, they would organize yeah. votes to vote for the worst person forever to see how long they could keep them. Yeah, they the had show. like a, a death school, like win a private <laughs> yes. concert from Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Yes. yes. <laughs> and this is one of the things, like this is actually credited as, as one of their, I mean, not obviously not their, not in their top five, but right. probably in their top ten. Yeah. Supposedly, they got the votes to name this fairy in Sydney, Fairy yeah. McFairy yes. Face. Well, and I think... Apparently... They didn't. I think that the people in <laughs> the people that were running the poll were like, okay, the votes are being manipulated because these people have bots, so they canceled all those votes out, and it only get, ended up getting like 180 votes or something <laughs> right. like like real votes from actual citizens or whatever. Yeah, 100. The the name Fairy McFairface won a McFairy face won a mere 182 <laughs> votes in the public naming cons, competition. But Mr. Constance apparently thought it was a pretty cool name. Yeah. Which I do too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And so he just went ahead and named it. So uh, I think that's one of the funniest parts of this story is because, like, if you read the article, like, there were people who were so mad. Yeah. Like, the crew was saying they weren't going to crew the ship and yes. they were going to strike and it was yeah. all this stuff. And is it the mayor? The mayor the whole time is like, hey, Fairy McFairy Face won the contest yes. fair and square. Right. That's what we're going with. That's what but we're going with. Apparently, he just picked it. He just liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if I was in his shoes, I liked it too, but I feel like I would honor the vote. Right. <laughs> uh, but he uh, he's actually renamed it after a children's author, Mae Gibbs, and uh, but the name hadn't came into effect yet. Like, I don't know right. how, you know, like what the ship naming process is. <laughs> if I was that dude. I would uh, I would rename it Gibbs McGibbs. <laughs> Gibbs McGibby face. <laughs> yes. But uh just what? like have like a press conference be like we've had a bunch of complaints about the name of the fairy so we're going to rename it. It's not going to be yeah. Fairy McFairy face anymore. There's it's going to be Gibbs McGibb face. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. But yeah, so anyway, so it wrecked and everybody's all mad and uh, but luckily, nobody was hurt. They are drug testing the captain and the crew. <laughs> so, naturally, after any incident, that would happen. But I feel like, uh, you know, if you're the dude that's like, you have nothing to do with running the ship, you're like the janitor or whatever, right. you're like, hey, man, what are y'all drug testing me for? You know, maybe you like smoked a joint before you got on to do your job. You're like, I don't know. I don't have I'm not driving the ship. I'm mopping the deck out here. You know, don't, don't drug test me. I didn't cause anything to happen. So. <laughs> Oh, well, tough luck. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I guess it's that time. Yeah. We've already done our community news. So yeah. I guess we're just going to yeah. go with the outro. No Elon Musk news today? No Elon Musk news. Uh, but I tell you what, you can write the show at yes. earthoddity at planetmail.net. Uh, let us know if uh, you like the stories we're talking about. Yeah. Let us know if you like the community news being at the front of the show instead of the back. Yeah. Or if you just want to say hi. Uh, or if you have a Bigfoot story, we yeah. always put those at the very tippy yeah. top of the We're definitely queue. looking. More Bigfoot stories. We and need them. you can follow us on Instagram, which is uh, earth underscore oddity underscore podcast. podcast. 
And always, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at underscore Earth Oddity. Right. And we have also started tweeting out stories that we don't get to. Yeah. Or sometimes there's some stories that are maybe a little too scandalous that yeah. we don't want to talk about wanna, on the show. Yeah. Don't need mom listen to those. But we will straight up tweet those out. So That's follow right. us on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. We guys. really appreciate it a yeah. lot. I mean, Tiny and I probably still sit together and talk about all this if y'all weren't listening. But we're just <laughs> glad that y'all are. <laughs> yeah. So tell a friend, and we will see y'all next week. Oh, go leave a review. Yeah, review. Review, yeah. review, review. Just say it three times. Maybe they'll remember it. All right, we're out of here. <laughs> Bye-bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.